Nick Farrell here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast with a really terrific guest this week. We're brought to you, as always, by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, yourwvlawfirm.com. Let's welcome in our co-host for this edition, Ryan Decker, who can give us some insight into our interview this week. Ryan, who are you talking to? Well, he had 2,039 all-purpose yards and 28 touchdowns this past fall as a senior high school quarterback, but that's not the position he's going to play at WVU. It's Rodney Gallagher III, the pride of Laurel Highlands High School. I mean, really, it's, as we like to say in the business, one of the biggest gets of the recruiting classes here recently for we, WVU. We not only say it in the business, we say it a lot on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Yes, podcast. Big get for West Virginia in Gallagher, one of the top recruits in Neil Brown's 2023 signing class, which is still under construction and likely is going to be until mm-hmm. after the spring game with more transfers likely to come in during that second transfer portal window. There have been some guys who are traditional prep recruits who are already enrolled. They're early enrollees right. and are working out with the team and will be here for spring ball. Gallagher is not one of those guys, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why we have the ability to chat with him. He's still a high school student right. at Laurel Highlands, having another terrific basketball season. Yep. Uh, in fact, his team, Laurel Highlands, is coming off a victory over Crosstown rival Uniontown a couple of nights ago, went to double overtime, and he hit key shots down the stretch Big to time. give his team the victory. Last year, won a WPIAL 5A title in basketball, all-state first team, 1,500-plus career points on the hardwood. But in your conversation with him, Deck, talking mostly about the gridiron and his path to West Virginia. Well, it's just so interesting to me because he even kind of alluded to this in the conversation you're going to hear. His first and true love, I think, is basketball. It's on the hardwood. But he has found, I think, himself in a really good position that he can have potentially a standout collegiate career on the gridiron, the sport that I think he fell in love with later in his still very young life, obviously. But it's it's a place or it's a sport that has taken him in a direction where he can have a really big impact, I think, very early in his college career. Coach Brown held a season recap press conference in January that was also sort of a, an off-season set the table for what's to come during the winter and spring. Mm-hmm. And one thing that he said about Gallagher is he wanted the player to get to experience basketball season as a right. senior, right? He wanted him to go through everything that he wanted to do, close that chapter of his life, and then come to West Virginia and be fully ingrained in becoming a top wide receiver for the Mountaineers. And let's face it, this is a position group where Gallagher, as a true freshman, could make an immediate impact, mm-hmm. right? Bryce Ford right. Wheaton, Sam James going to the NFL draft, a couple of other guys, including Reese Smith, going to the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. There are definitely some question marks there for West Virginia. And there may be some weight on Gallagher's shoulders to answer one of those questions. Caden Prather, another player, big name, who's in the portal as well. Right, Well, and so it's a big risk if you're WVU, uh, uh, kind of allowing Gallagher to finish out that chapter and and not go to him and say, hey, we really want you to focus on football. You can be in our building and have our our facilities, our our recovery processes and things like that. But I think it was Neil Brown having a great relationship with Rodney Gallagher and also Rodney Gallagher having that love of basketball and those two things kind of coming together. And Neil Brown, Brown just respecting how important of an athlete that Rodney is there at Laurel Highlands High School that allows Rodney to be able to play basketball and, and, as you say, close out that chapter of his life. It's clear that one of Coach Brown's strengths as a recruiter is relationship building, never more apparent than in his recruiting of Rodney Gallagher, one of the top talents in Western Pennsylvania who's coming down the road 
quite literally, Mm -hmm. to West Virginia very soon. We'll hear about the recruiting process in that conversation with Ryan Decker in just a bit, as well as why his number two, which he's worn throughout high school and is likely going to wear at WVU, is significant to him. We're going to get to that conversation here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Unexpected hurdle? Pritt and Spano. Unseen circumstance? Pritt and Spano. Personal injury, criminal law, flash wills, family law. You need a firm that will be with you through it all. Pritt and Spano. Their passionate team will employ their resources and unique perspectives to deliver the most effective representation. When you find yourself in need, turn to those who will fight for you. Pritt and Spano. West Virginia's lawyers. Find them at yourwvlawfirm.com. Pleased to be joined by one of West Virginia's biggest recruits in the football recruiting landscape, really, in recent memory. It's Rodney Gallagher III, the pride of Laurel Highlands High School. Rodney, thanks for joining us here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Uh, how are you? I know you've got basketball practice to get to, but how are you, I guess, in football mindset? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. So uh, a great senior season for you. You confirmed your commitment to the Mountaineers uh, in the winter with uh, the December signing day. Just take me through that day. Obviously, a lot of people knew that you were likely coming to the Mountaineers and going to become a Mountaineer. Take me through that day and how special a day that was for you. Yeah, it was super special for me and my family. Uh, I had a blast that day, you know, waking up knowing that another dream came true by just signing with, you know, one school. And now, you know, they can set all their eyes, you know, on me and I don't have to worry about any other school hitting me up anymore. So kind of just focus on that and, and just excited about getting to work. Your story has become one that I think a lot of West Virginia fans, they now know and they've kind of attached themselves to, you know, you grew up coming to WVU games, cheering on the Mountaineers. What was that feeling like for you when WVU first kind of entered the picture of your recruiting process and kind of said, look, you're a kid that we want to have come play for us. What was that moment like for you? Yeah, it was great. I mean, just, you know, a local school, you know, just giving me a chance and an opportunity to play for their school, me kind of, you know, being in our backyard. So it was a surreal moment. And, you know, like I said, I've been watching West Virginia all my life. So it was just big time. And, you know, like just when my recruitment first started, you know, as a freshman, like, I didn't even know, like, you know, I didn't want to really even want to play football. So, like, I just kind of played it just to play. And then my recruitment blew up in the middle of basketball season. So, like, like I said, it was just crazy. And, and you know, when all the local schools started coming in, the schools that I would never think that would recruit a guy, you know, from this area came in. So it was just it was just all a great opportunity. And it was just a great moment for me and my family. You mentioned your basketball background there. How much do you love both sports? What is your love affair with both basketball and football? Yeah, uh, I love I, I love basketball. Uh, you know, I was playing that since I was uh, around like five years old, and you know, I've traveled all over the country with that, with the AAU ball, playing against the best players in the country, and uh, yeah, so it's been a lot of fun for me, and it, it showed me a lot and taught me a lot in life. So I've definitely had the love. Uh, I'm gonna miss the the love for basketball, and I'm gonna miss the game once you know, kind of push away from it. That ability, as you said, to travel around the country, play on the some of the top AAU circuits around the country, how does that prepare you for playing in the Big 12 Conference, which is obviously one of the premier football conferences in college football? How does that prepare you? It prepares me a lot. Um, I think, you know, Big 12 is definitely, I think, one of the top conferences, the best or the second best behind the SEC. I think it's on top. Um, I mean, all across the board, even in football and basketball that we've watched, it's been top-notch. And, uh, 
even with the new schools coming in, I just think it's going to make it even better. So I'm super excited. Sticking with basketball for a second, obviously, you know, you are a standout basketball player there at Laurel Highlands. Um, it was interesting, I think, to a number of us that it not only seemed like Neil Brown and the coaching staff, you know, that they appreciate that you're a multi-sport athlete, but they really seem to encourage you to a degree to play basketball here your senior year and be able to finish out that chapter of your life. What, what did that mean to you that your coaches, your, your future coaches, I should say, wanted you to have that part of your high school career and be able to accomplish things on the basketball court still and not just focus on football here as soon as possible? Yeah, it meant a lot. Um, you know, Coach Brown, uh, he he saw all throughout my four years and, and three years uh, that uh, basketball was a huge thing for me and just the success I've had in it and the opportunities and, uh, you know, just like the fans all around it, it was a big time. So he just wanted me to finish that out and, you know, take that moment in before I get away from it. We're speaking with Rodney Gallagher here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Rodney, um, kind of going back to your recruiting for a second, give me, give me a sense of your recruiting process because trust me, no one was banging on my door hoping that I play any type of sport or do anything for their college. So n- no one wanted me there. What's it like for you as, as a teenager when you've got all these big programs, including the one right down the road from you, coming and, and wanting your services to play football for them? What, what's What's that like? Oh, it was unreal. I mean, um, just getting hit from all directions, honestly. And, you know, just doing some of those visits and just talking to different coaches on my every single day. Um, just like I said, a dream come true. Something I've been, you know, watching these recruits and stuff all my life and me, you know, fulfilling their shoes and getting that opportunity. It was great. So uh, I, I appreciate every coach, you know, that recruited me and, you know, hopefully relationship lasts longer. Then if it doesn't, then it is what it is. But I, I had a lot of fun in it. But um, it was definitely stressful also. What ultimately made WVU jump up to the top of your list and be the school that you ultimately chose to play football at? What, what was the big selling point or the couple of big things that really stuck out to you about WVU? Uh, definitely the coaching staff. Definitely the fit and the opportunity. Um, you know, no no sports, te- uh, professional sports team being in the state. So, you know, you're the professional team there. So that's that's a big thing for me. I love getting involved with the fans and stuff. And um, the fit, the fit's great. Um, going into my freshman year, I got a legitimate chance to play if I do my thing. So uh, that's another thing that went into it. And I love Coach Brown. I've always had respect for him, and he has big-time respect for me and my family. So. Let's talk about now an opportunity that you got just last month playing in that high school All-American Bowl game uh, down in Texas. What was that experience like, not only playing in that game, but just being picked for that game and kind of being looked upon nationally as one of the top high school players in the country? What did that mean to you? Unreal experience. Um, I've, I've learned tons down there that I didn't even know that existed in the game of football that, you know, we really I really didn't get to see up here. Um, the talent was unreal playing the, again with the top guys in the country and just seeing, you know, just being around those guys and you know, making new friendships and stuff. And like I said, it just really was me just getting taught the game of football at a high level. That's what really stood out for me. And so I was kind of wondering that you mentioned how much you were able to learn down there at the high school All-American game. What kind of feedback, I guess, did you get from the coaches there at that game? And then also what lessons did you learn uh, about the game of football while you were down there? Yeah, I got I got uh, great feedback. Uh, they love my competitiveness, and you know I just want to go out there, you know, believe in myself and do my thing. And uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of uh, route concepts, a lot of you know just the the X's and O's of the game of football, and just you know learning some new stuff 
about play calling and that. So like, yeah, just stuff like that, that really stood out. And how much of that too, are you learning because you spent the last couple of years playing quarterback and likely not the position that you're going to play here at WVU when you were split out as a wide receiver, how much of that was just learning those concepts that you haven't really had to do for a couple of years? Yeah, I definitely learned a ton. Um, just like I said, just learning the new stuff. I mean, it's kind of different, you know, playing with a legitimate guys all across the board. So, you know, we're going to do a lot of some harder stuff and stuff like that. That is kind of hard to do at home, but um, I, I definitely it's a whole different you know standpoint from quarterback to wide receiver. You got to know when to take your steps, how many steps you can take, go into the route, when to break, you know when to put your hands up for the ball. So it's just different stuff like that that I got to learn, and uh, throughout the week I got better at it. We hear a lot of times, like we heard it with David Sills when he was here, a former quarterback turned wide receiver, that that knowledge of playing quarterback helps you see the field a little bit differently as a wide receiver. Do you get that sense as well for you that because of your knowledge and your experience as a quarterback, you can see the field a little bit differently as a wideout? Yes, uh, for sure. Um, I think just really, you know, a quarterback, I get to see the whole thing and kind of wide receiver. You don't really as much. You just got to know what to do at the right time. But at quarterback, you know, I think that it definitely helped me when I was down in Texas because I just knew where, you know, kind of everybody was at at the right time. So that 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 helped me a lot. One more thing here on the uh, high school All-American game that you, Rodney Gallagher, got to play in was you got to play with a fellow WVU commit, Josiah Trotter. What was that like getting to know him a little bit better, being able to be on the same field as him? And, you know, obviously he's a guy you'll be with for the next couple of years. Hard worker, great guy. Um. He's going to be really good. I, I truly believe that. I mean, he got a great father on his hands. He got a great brother that's doing this thing at Clemson. So he's coming from a great group. So I think he's going to be special for us um, for these three to four years. Did you get a chance to meet his dad? Or have you met him yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was. Uh, we, we spent a, a good amount of time with each other um, because he coached in that last year. So um, he, he taught me a lot that was like down there and stuff like that. So what's that like hanging out with a former NFL player guy? You know, he was in the league for a while and obviously he knows his stuff. What's that like? Unreal. Um, you could just tell that he, he knows the inside and outs of football. And like you said, when he was just talking with Josiah and teaching him what he thinks he should do better the next practice or stuff like that, uh, it was big time. So yeah, he got, he got a great role model on his hands. Speaking with WVU football commit Rodney Gallagher here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Rodney, we've touched on this a little bit. You growing up a WVU fan, coming to Mountaineer games, there's that picture that a lot of WVU fans shared of you as a little kid being there at Milan Puskar Stadium. Uh, give us some of your favorite thoughts, some of your favorite memories from watching the Mountaineers play here in Morgantown. My favorite memories were just, you know, that trio, you know, Gino. Tavon, Stedman, uh, that that trio. I mean, every game they brought it, and it was just electric. You know, the the fan base was unreal. Um, everybody was behind them, so I, I really think that was probably almost every single of their games was probably my favorite memories. And you talked about it, your signing uh, in December about kind of wanting to help return West Virginia to that stature, you know, nationally. Um, do you kind of feel like you you and maybe someone else on the roster have a potential to become kind of a three-headed monster like the Geno, Tavon, and Stedman? I mean, is there that potential there? I think anything's possible. It's just that we just got to put the work in and uh, we got to, you know, dedicate ourselves to the program and dedicate ourselves to the game. And I think just not even three, it could be 11 of us, you know, that just turned this thing completely around and we, we got to get it done, uh, you know, it's been it's been probably these last three to four years that we you know we struggled a little bit, 
Um, we just need to turn around. No more excuses. We just got to get the job done now. On, so, Talk to me about transitioning into a college football player a little bit. When do you think is going to be your first day maybe on campus? And then what are going to be some of your goals, your first you know, week, week and a half, two weeks, a month, once you get here to WVU? Because obviously you're finishing up a high school basketball career. What's it going to be like when you first get on campus? Yeah, it's going to be me coming in there to work right away. Um, you know, it's not really a game anymore. You know, high school is nice and fun and stuff like that, but it's business once you hit college. So I'm trying to make it to the next level. So I think I need to prepare myself and dedicate myself to make sure I get to the next level. Do you have a goal for your first year at WVU, your freshman season? Yeah, just really just be myself. Play play like I always play, have confidence. And, you know, there's always going to be them days when I don't have good days and stuff like that. But I just, like, I think Texas really helped me a lot that like, I can really play at this level. And uh, so I'm 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 very excited about it. What maybe uh, off the field at WVU, especially in terms of the the training facility, the the recovery facilities that they have there, and some of that stuff. What, what are you maybe most looking forward to getting able to use that you obviously didn't have the access to there in high school? Yeah, just a recovery room, uh, making sure my body is healthy consistently. That's it's the biggest thing in football. Your body's healthy. I think you can play for a very long time in the NFL, and. Um, you just got to continue to do that. That's that's the biggest thing. Can't slack a day off by recovering. You got to make sure you're on top of that. Neil Brown spoke on signing day about you and obviously had, had a lot of great things to say about you and your playing ability. But one thing that kind of stood out to a lot of us was he, he kind of called it the Rodney Gallagher effect, the ability that you, you have as, as a great standout athlete to fill the gym or fill the football stadium that you're playing at there at Laurel, Laurel Highlands. Uh, and he, he said he certainly hopes you bring that effect to WVU. I guess I'll pose that question to you. How do you bring that Rodney Gallagher effect, so to speak, to West Virginia and make sure this place is packed every Saturday? Yeah, the fan base, they, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that too much. Uh, the people that support me here at LH are definitely going to travel up, you know, to WVU with it being so close. And I definitely think, you know, we'll have a couple couple more fans in there for uh, all the fans we already get. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you know, for them being there for me playing at the next level is going to be big. And just like I said, it's a confidence thing. So, Well, the first time you've run out onto the field at Milan Puskar Stadium as a player for WVU, I uh, think it's pretty safe to say the stands are going to be full. That's when Pitt comes to town. Uh, or Actually, it'll be Duquesne, I guess, first, and then Pitt comes to town after that. What's it going to be or what's going to be going through your head the first time you've run out onto the field at Milan Puskar Stadium as a WVU football player? You've seen it from the other end as a fan. What's going to be going through your head as a player now? surreal moment um just like it was for the all-american bowl me running out there in front of all them people and just playing on the national stage you know i'm on national television um definitely gonna be a little emotional you know just kind of just you know like wow like i'm really in the position i've worked my butt off to get here now just continue to do it now to get to that next stage maybe play you know for a super bowl one day so so it's just stuff like that so it'll be a little emotional but it's just going to be like a great moment for me and my family do you have a number picked out that you want to wear for WVU? Have you have you spoken about that yet with Neil Brown or whoever's in charge of that? Yeah, I'm going to do the the number two again. But is that number special to you for any reason, or is that just kind of the number that you've kind of stuck with here as, as a high schooler? Yeah, it's been it's been a family number. Um, I've wore it throughout basketball, you know, football. I wore it in baseball. Um, my mom's number was 42. My dad's was 24. So the kind of those both of those numbers were kind of hard for football. So I was like, since you guys both had, you know, two in there, I was like, I'll just stick with two. So I'll just, I, I like the number two. It's a single digit number. So I kind of just stuck with it. 
Okay. Okay. Very interesting. So how important was it for you to be able to have that number at WVU? Is that one of the things that you were really looking forward to? Uh, yeah, for sure. But, you know, it's not all about a number. But if it was there, I was definitely going to try to get it, you know, just to continue to have it, continue to have my legacy in the number. So, What were your thoughts on uh, last year's, uh, I guess kind of speaking of uniforms here, what were your thoughts on last year's Country Roads uniforms? Unreal. I can't wait to put my body inside that uniform. Oh, I remember when I went to that game, I went to the backyard bar last year, and they came out and I said, wow, man, those are, those are beautiful. So. I can't wait to wear those and, and, and support my state like that. All right. Well, Rodney, it's been great getting to know you here today. Definitely can't wait to see you on campus here at WVU and get you in one of those Country Roads uniforms. Uh, definitely appreciate your time here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast, and uh, best of luck the rest of this high school basketball season. Yep, I thank you. Wow, great stuff there, Dick, and we really appreciate Rodney Gallagher, future Mountaineer, mm-hmm. for jumping on the Golden Blue Nation podcast with us. You know, Dick? If the football thing doesn't work out for Gallagher, West Virginia, he can always just show up at the wreck and take some guys out. He could. Or, I, you know, I mean, he, he'll be in the building, he'll be in the facilities, maybe he goes over to the Mountaineer practice facility on, for the basketball team. I've and, heard some legendary yeah. stories about basketball players going to the wreck after the season ends. Maybe Gallagher should do that after his first football season yeah. ends. Just go well, torture some guys I mean, for Christmas break. Current, or I guess late, later this year, Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinee Chuck Halley lettered in not one, not two, not three, not four, but five sports at WVU. Right. Maybe Rodney Gallagher can be a dual sport athlete. Okay. If, if one doesn't work out, we'll see. All right. If not, I'm going to get him on my summer league rec league team after go. his uh, playing career is over. He even if that's ball with us this yeah, summer. That's right. Yeah. He could join the Golden Blue Nation kickball team, even if that's not for like 15 or 20 years. If he's going to go play professional ball somewhere, yep. we'll get him to come back. My yeah, quad right. might be healed by then. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Funny story about our summer kickball team. I don't know how we've gotten to this point. But we had the Golden Blue Nation crew played kickball in the summer, last summer. We're going to do it again. Yeah. We had a ton of fun. I'm not sure that we're very good. I'm an elite center fielder. I'm an elite center fielder. I think we had a lot of potential. Uh, the, the best of a lot of out of shape guys. That's what well, we had. that's true. The, the best ability is availability, and availability was lacking at times for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, the my favorite memory of summer kickball. I mean, we're, we're playing in the heat of summer, right? And it's, it is hot on this turf field. The first game that we played, both deck and digital content producer well, Sam this Coniglio. Was the second, because I second think you game. Okay. missed the All first right. one, because I think you and your wife had something yeah, pre- we were on vacation. pre-planned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the first game that I played in, yes. second game for the team, Deck and Sam both pulled hamstrings, quads. Quads. I think mine was quad, his was hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> Just like kicking the ball and running to first base. If we could make it 60, <laughs> 70, 80 feet, however long the bases were, it was kind of a miracle. All right, anyway. We I, both finished the game, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah tough. Gritty. Yeah. Gritty. gritty we expect, expect yeah. nothing less. Yes. Uh, really quickly, let's put a bow on this as we get back to talking about things that actually matter and that people actually care about. Right. Uh, Rodney Gallagher is going to be on a team for West Virginia that is going to play Oklahoma this year, but is not going to play Texas. Mm -hmm. And then after this football season, this upcoming football season, that will be the last year that Texas and Oklahoma are in the Big 12 Conference. That's news that came out about a week ago. Big 12 confirming that Oklahoma and Texas have both reached an agreement. They will pay about $100 million to exit the league a year early. So 2024, summer of 2024, the Longhorns and Sooners will migrate from the Big 12 to join the SEC. Um, I guess, Deck, I'm, I, to, to me, I'm interested in what this final football season is going to look like. And I know that West Virginia only gets to play Oklahoma and is going to play the four 
new teams. But it, it's going to happen really quickly. Right. The Big 12 is going to go through a major change next year with the addition of these new teams, and then is going to look different again in 2024 when Oklahoma and Texas leave and will be truly a 12-team, a Big 12, yes. right? Um, so I know that we did a podcast recently about the schedule for West Virginia. Super intrigued by it. These next couple of years in the Big 12 Conference are going to be super interesting. It's going to be very interesting because it's kind of a microcosm of what college athletics have been for the last decade and a half, two decades, where you have these constant changes. There, there are some schools, maybe not to the uh, to the notoriety of WVU and certainly Oklahoma and Texas, but that, that they do change hands, change conferences sometimes. And you kind of have to remind yourself, oh, that's right, this team is in this conference. We might have to start doing that now with a couple of these teams and just kind of remind ourselves going forward of, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, they will no longer be on the schedule, but you're going to have BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston that are on the schedule moving forward. And it'll be interesting to see how that helps the Big 12s uh, footprint and how it helps the conference maybe be um, a little bit more level of a playing field potentially uh, in, in all sports possibly. We are how many months away from the start of the season? Seven months away from that opening kick in Happy Valley between West Virginia and yeah. Penn State. It's going to get here really, really quickly uh, and it's going to be an exciting year. It's going to be a great year and only four days away from opening day of the college baseball oh, season. Well, there you go. Yes. There you go. And, and we have had some uh, baseball content on our website. Right. If you're a baseball fan, a, a Randy Maisie fan, uh, make sure you go to GoldenBlueNation.com and check out our recent stories on the baseball program. They're on the road for most of February, and then we'll start to play some home games in March. I think they've got a series. Where do they start, Deck? Start in Georgia Southern. And then Maryland And then Maryland, and then they're going to head to Arizona to take on not only the Arizona Diamondbacks, but the Arizona Wildcats as well. Yeah, that's super interesting that they're going to get to play an exhibition against a Major League Baseball team. That that is really cool. Not the first time that Randy Macy's team has done that, but still very neat nonetheless. So we definitely cover baseball in depth just yes. like we do football and basketball it's ryan's favorite time of the year that's it approaching definitely here. is so if you want some of the best baseball coverage around of the mountaineers make sure you stick with goldenbluenation.com and this here podcast if you like it make sure you subscribe and leave us a review a five-star review will help other mountaineer fans just like yourself find our show and of course follow us on facebook twitter and instagram for more west virginia sports coverage year round he's ryan decker i'm nick farrell this has been the golden blue nation podcast presented by prit and spano west virginia's lawyers your wv law firm.com talk to you next time right here on the gbn pod